You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys have had a great week. It has been an intense week, but we have made it to the end of the week, people. It is Friday. We did it. We finally got there. And oh boy, is this weekend going to be well enjoyed. I have an excellent episode for you today. On today's episode, I'm with Casey Hurd and Daniel Vieira of Hinayana. They just dropped a monster of an EP last week via Napalm Records called Death of the Cosmic. If you have not checked this out, you absolutely should. This is a great, great EP. I'm always sad when it's over. It runs for 24 minutes. I could have gone for another 25 minutes easily. I love uh, Hinayana. I love what they're doing. It's a great EP, and I suggest you check it out. So here it is. This is Vox and Hops episode number 178. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, I'm with Casey Hurd and Daniel Vieira of Hinayana. I am uh, super stoked to be with you guys. Uh, first time meeting you guys. Uh, first time actually digging into your music uh, when I got the message a request to do this interview and uh, I like it so so let's uh, just touch on how are you guys doing I know you guys are getting ready for this release coming out on August 28th via Napalm Records how are you how are you coping with everything that's going on in this crazy fucking world we live in yeah so I mean we're doing good man we're doing good um, we're trying to stay positive and we're work we got a lot of work to do <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to do just for this release alone you know a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff and uh, we're also just trying to keep busy you know working on new stuff and writing stuff and I don't know what you've got going on but <laughs> uh, I've, I've just been I've been trying to remain positive about the whole situation um, I'm doing pretty good uh, I work delivery so um we actually both. Yeah, we both we both work delivery. Um, We're both essential workers, you know. Yeah. So we got our hands full <laughs> with that. And, and we've been well, also we still practice, yeah. uh, you know, one to two times every week. So it's we've been keeping trying to keep the chops up and keep the rust um, off. Yeah, it's always something to look forward to, uh, like with practicing. Yeah, sucks that there's you know no shows to play, but I'm sure they'll you know they'll be coming back and we'll see. Oh when man, we yet. cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, uh, we're lucky that we still get to practice each week, though. So. Yeah. 
you guys are very, very lucky to be able to practice and still do that. Uh, that's something that uh, sadly uh, Cryptopsy hasn't gotten around to doing is getting together in a room and actually playing together. We've gotten together to write some new material, but uh, very lucky. I'm jealous. Oh, man. Yeah, I think we are lucky, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like one of the uh, one of the practice spaces here in, in Austin um, is we just learned is going to be shutting down. I won't say who, but it's it's just crazy. It's like, wow, you know, so. We gotta. We might have to figure out some things ourselves. You know, it's, fortunately, it wasn't ours, but it could happen. You never know. A lot of small businesses are going under. You know. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, my new metal friends now, to talk about uh, their lives, music, and craft beer. Uh, what beers do you guys have on your side there, Casey and Daniel? Well, I've got a Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Nice. Yes, I've had a few of those in my time out on the road. <laughs> and I'm keeping it simple in Texas. <laughs> I got drinking Lone Star. It's my. It's 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 not the worst big beer. <laughs> For a while, it was all we were drinking at practices. It was like yeah. it was like that was the band go to, you know. <laughs> and then and then Michael, uh, our keyboardist, has an obsession with White Claw, so yeah. he'll always bring way too much <laughs> for himself. All, <laughs> so we're like, dude, what are you doing? And then we all end up starting to drink it. <laughs> it happens. I prefer this, though. I prefer this much more. It's, it's good for the waistline of White Claw, but not good for my palate. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one day he'll have long hair and he'll stop drinking it. <laughs> what are you drinking? On my side, I am drinking Dunder. This is uh, by Trailway Brewing Company. It is a pale ale that has been hopped with Australian hops. Uh, Trailway Brewing Company is actually from Fredericton, New Brunswick. It has just been brought into the Quebec beer market via a schlag and transbrew. And uh, I'm all about Trailway and I just can't drink enough of these. So uh, this is my first time having this. So I'm going to crack it. I'm going to pour it out and you guys are going to tell me about uh, your, if you guys are craft beer enthusiasts and if you, if you are, uh, how that all started. Yeah, so I'll let you take. You probably know more and more about it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> No, I, if it tastes good, I drink it. I'm not too picky when it comes to, to alcohol. Um, although, um, well, there's a couple liquors I'll stay away from <laughs> because of some old bad, crazy nights, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I guess for the most part, I, I'll try to stick to, uh, you know, ambers or like, uh, I'll, you know, I do like, I do enjoy some IPAs from time to time, but for the most part, I'm just like, oh, just a regular, I don't even know what you'd call this. Basic bitch. Basic bitch. <laughs> basic, basic, yeah. No, but, I'm, I'm unsophisticated. I'm, I don't, like, if somebody's like, hey, try this new fancy beer, I'm like, hey, cool, man, I'll, I'll try it, and if it's good, then great, but I, <laughs> half of them, I don't even know what they're called, but I, hey, it's it's good, I'll, I'll drink it, so. I'm, I'm a fan of IPAs, I really like IPAs, any new ones are just fun for me, like, all that stuff is good. I haven't had one I didn't like yet. <laughs> that's very good and you guys do live in a absolutely amazing craft beer city having toured through austin before uh, you guys have a bunch of really really good craft beer bars which i don't remember the name of right now but i i know that there's a there's a, a blossoming scene in austin yeah oh, yeah. yeah we even played behind me somewhere up there you can't see it but behind me there's a poster from when we played over at a uh, what is it? Independence. Yeah, Independence Brewing. Uh, yeah, Independence Brewing Company, which is a great uh, brewery here in Austin. They make some fucking killer beer. 
sick, sick. This beer is uh, nice and smooth, uh, slightly hazed, uh, lightly. That looks good. <laughs> lightly juicy. It's a five point six percent, four point eight, smooth. Uh, Pale Ale, Australian Pale Ale. I love it. Uh, Trailway Brewing does no wrong. Cheers, boys. Uh, thank you for coming in. Yeah, cheers, cheers, man. Thanks for having thank us on, man. Seriously. Yeah, thank you. Let's move into uh, your life now. Let's talk about uh, the soundtrack of your youth when you were growing up in your parents' or guardians' house. What music was playing when you guys were not in control of the music? I'll start with that. That was, uh, you know, my father was, uh, he was, he was like, I guess... He's been playing live music for 50 years now. He's got his own country western swing group here in uh, in uh, Austin <laughs> called the Cornell Herd Band. <laughs> and uh, I grew up listening to, like, no aggressive music or anything like that at all. And so I didn't even know that kind of stuff existed until later in my growing up. Uh, so first of all, I mean, he was playing, I guess, you know, the, the thing that I guess I could say I like the most listening to, you know, that he would play with stuff like, you know, Hank Williams and, and stuff like the Johnny Cash, things like that. Um, but there was a lot of stuff that he played that I just didn't really attach to until, until you know, he started taking us to the record store and we start picking out some CDs, you know. <laughs> and some of that stuff was a little bit a little bit heavier, and you know, compared to that. You know, I, I got started like on Aerosmith and ACDC, you know. And it kind of just, it kind of went from there, you know. Uh, but I remember, you know, Angus Young was my idol <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I thought that was cool as hell. He's a damn cool dude. It moved on to, like, you know, obviously getting into metal, you know, like Metallica. I think Enter Sandman was the first metal song I listened to. And, you know, as you can imagine, it just kind of went from there. <laughs> awesome. But it is interesting that the you're more drawn to the, the dark and gritty side of country uh, during the through the Hank Williams and the, the Johnny Cash. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to me, at least. I, I, I like a lot of Texas country myself, so. It's more of a country fan. Yeah. What about you, what about you there, Daniel? What? Not too big on the pop country there, or whatever they call today country. <laughs> un- sadly, <laughs> I enjoy the yeah that gritty gritty old Texas stuff. <laughs> um, no, I actually um, <laughs> in the the late eighties. Uh, I, I think it was around four or five. My older brother uh, was a big Metallica fan, and I think I was uh, yeah I was around the age of five, and um, I was listening to Vanilla, Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. <laughs> And my brother was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, so he, he would, like, he got the Black Album, um, and then he also had uh, Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets. And really quick, I I gravitated to Metallica. Metallica was the first band, and Metallica, Pantera, and Megadeth were the first three bands. And, um, yeah, I was like four and five. And from there, I just thank God for my older brother, because... Um, I never looked back after that. I was it was just metal, you know, since that, you know. I'm 35 now, so um I'm on, I'm I'm getting up there, but I'm still <laughs> still love metal, so I think think uh yeah, it's all thanks to my older brother. <laughs> There's no expiry date on being a metalhead. Yeah, thank God. Well, I wouldn't you know, my brother, he he he's just not big on metal anymore. I'm like, "Well, I'm glad I I'm glad you got me into it because <laughs> But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast yet. One of my the first performances I ever did was actually like a choreographed dance. Huh. <laughs> and it was That's actually to I think it was "Can't Touch This" by MC Hammer. Oh, <laughs> I, just said that That's I had great. this flashback, <laughs> and and the thing is that we only choreographed. It was like some older sister of a friend of mine. 
that choreographed this thing for us. We were young. I was probably I was under six. Yes, yeah. I was very young. But we only choreographed like the first minute and a half of the song, and I didn't. Nobody told the people that they were supposed to stop it. And I remember just standing there and being just so devastated. Oh <laughs> man! I oh, no. <laughs> and I cried. I, I definitely cried. <laughs> Screw those moments. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> take take me to your first times on stage. Do you remember your first shows? You start. With- oh man. Uh, <laughs> oh man. So um, I I don't know if you're familiar with a band called The Sword. Yes, of course. So I don't know. Some people know. Some, <laughs> so uh, I like I've known the bass player Brian Ritchie uh, since middle school. Um, we actually grew up in Round Rock. Um, and I used to see his band play all the time. He used to be in a ska band called Skate or Die. He was in a number of bands, but then before The Sword, he was actually in a band called uh, Pirates of Darkwater. And the first, I think one of our first shows, I, I actually was in, a, um, I was in a punk rock band and an emo band. And this was my ninth grade year, so this was like early 2000s. This was, it, was at a, it was at a, was that the Duck Pond? Yeah, it was at like this park. We used to have these free shows out in the park. And um, all the high schoolers would get together. So the first show I ever played, like, God, I was nervous too. Like, oh man! But it was it was great because this this is a we used to go to these you know park shows. Like, was, I would go there since like sixth grade, you know. And I think my first show, yeah, was around like my ninth grade year. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun for that age. And then eventually started uh, started moving up to like bars and venues and, and whatnot. Yeah, and my first, uh, my first. Yeah, when was your first show? Like, yeah, yeah. So my, you, this is crazy, but like, like, I guess if you want to count real shows, you know, like other than jamming with my dad's band and stuff, and and you know, playing crap for you know, I don't know, local stuff that that like you know, just jamming with people and stuff like that, doing recording sessions, you know, all that stuff kind of happened before I, I played a real show. My first real show was was actually with this band. And it was just wow. an after party for uh, at the side one. Oh, the Avatar. Yeah, the after Avatar party thing. Show. Yeah, okay. that was. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> that was so. That was your very very first show. You ever real played. show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Fucking that was nuts. a fun show too. That was very fun. That was really fun. That was the show. I I think. Well, because think about it. I grew up out in the country, right? I grew up... I know you did, too, but yeah. kind of, right? Yeah, but... Well, I, yeah, that was when Round Rock only... Like, yeah, it was... I grew up out in Dripping Springs, and that's west of Texas, and there's, you know, nobody cares about the kind of music that we play out there, man. That's just country music and God knows what, and they're more interested in that than, than you know, metal out there. I did... There, there were a few people, but no one who had any drive to play shows, you know, and play live music like, like I did, you know. Not at least that I knew <laughs> as as I prepped for this, uh, I, Hinayana was your baby, your your personal project. So so take me to that. Uh, did you ever think? Was there an aspiration to build this into a full blown band, or was it just this personal thing that you were doing? Yeah. So uh, you know, I've, it's weird. Like it's kind of funny in the very beginning. Like I. I made a demo, right? I put together these songs and I started writing them like back in 2013 and then I actually released the uh, and recorded the demo in uh, 2014 and man, I just kind of released it just to release it, you know? I was inspired by people like uh, Tuomas of Wolfheart and Black Sun Eon, you know, he's a he's a fucking amazing musician, amazing guy too, he's really, really great, good person too. Yeah. Um, 
But I was inspired by the multi-instrumentalism that was going on there and like the fact that some of these albums, you know, largely was him playing all the instruments and doing all the stuff. And I didn't have any, like I said, it was, I was out in the country, you know, and I had lived out there for a lot while, you know, this is before I lived in Austin. And uh, so I just was like, you know, I just want to release, I want to make something, you know. So yeah, it was kind of a personal project for me. I actually didn't even think anyone would like it or even appreciate it at first. <laughs> I was kind of just like, wasn't really confident, you know, because I didn't have like all those peers and people, you know, to bounce this off of. And so it was kind of like, well, I'll just take a risk, put it up. I guess we'll just release it, you know, and I'll do my best. And then it was only kind of after like, you know, some of the reviews and some of the people were like, oh, this is really cool. And I got like, you know, people wanting the physical copies and, you know, stuff like that, that I was like, okay, well, this probably needs to, I probably need to turn this into a full band, you know, if this, if people enjoy this at all, you know, I would like to play these songs live, you know, so it was kind of a little bit after that, that I decided, yeah, and there were moments where I was like, man, you know, I'm not going to find anybody, uh, you know, but it's really, it's really funny how things happen, just it totally became something. What <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a moment that you worried that you wouldn't be able to represent what was happening on the album or on that EP? on a stage especially since the first show you ever played was with this band yeah yeah there were definitely uh concerns you know i didn't you know it, it was even just a challenge to try to practice doing vocals and guitar at the same time you know it's something i didn't have experience with at first and so it took a lot of hours just sitting i had a shed out there that i had all my you know big amps and stuff and yes right i know it's like the metal shed right <laughs> and i would just sit out there for hours and just with the microphone the amp just like you know, just doing do the vocals and you know all that stuff and uh yeah it just took a lot of practice but that was one concern and also it was just really tough finding musicians you know because I didn't know a lot of people in Austin, and that's where all the musicians who played metal were. And so, believe it or not, like, you know, I met I met him through Craigslist. No way. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Craigslist and then my guitarist, I met him through Craigslist, too. Half the band is through Craigslist. You know, <laughs> it's kind of nuts. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, it was, it was really weird for a time period, like, you know, I remember like making those Craigslist ads. There were so many people I jammed with that it was just like it was it was tough finding the right people for this project. I would I didn't have a whole lot of friends on Facebook or anything like that. I was just going out there doing the nitty gritty. But I think that I found the right people. <laughs> Plus, one of the hardest things is the chemistry. It's yep. always the hardest thing to find. Yep. And uh, it, it's like if you don't have that, it's it's I don't know. This might sound harsh. Um, I uh, I saw uh, it was Ro uh, Rob Zombie talked about this in an interview. It's uh, the importance of finding somebody to to find that chemistry as, you know, because everybody in this band works extremely hard. There's oh, yeah. really no slackers in the band. That's what's so great about it. And we all want, we want to, we're so passionate about the music we play and we want it to be heard so bad. Yeah. This is like our lives. This is everything to each of us. And that's what's great because... There's a lot of bands that that aren't as as fortunate as that, you know, to have that chemistry and that camaraderie as as musicians. So. I feel lucky. <laughs> well, cheers to Craigslist for. for <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot damn, hot damn. And uh, it it is true that it's it's an extremely important. It's like not only can you play the songs, not only can uh, I stand you during a band practice. But there's that longevity, the the we're going to live together in a van for, for three to six weeks at a time, uh, four to five times a year. 
the chemistry has to be there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, I love being around these guys. I know. <laughs> Band practices are, like, fucking hilarious. It's always man. so fun, though. Like, <laughs> even the times, I think the, the biggest arguments we've ever had. Is, so, Casey and I are, like, really big perfectionists. But we're, yeah. like, two different types of perfectionists. So, in the studio, it's either one or the other. Both good ideas, but we always... We always find common ground in oh, yeah. and Yeah, absolutely. We so both, like, yeah. yeah, but if we work well together, nobody gets butthurt. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. It's like, that's that's kind of a, you got to have thick skin thick if you're going to be a musician. Yeah. You got to be able important. to take criticism, you know? If I fuck up or playing something wrong or doing something like shit, I want to be told that, you know? I, I don't think that it should be hidden, you know, just for the sake of my feelings, you know? Like, tell me, am I, did I miss that note or did I, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, it's all about creating something that's, you know, but we're both kind of like that, you yeah. know? So, it, yeah, like you said, like in the studio, it's kind of like, you know, we're getting arguments about stuff, but it's all just because we have a vision where we're passionate, you know? Yeah. That's it. So Daniel finally made it and played that park show that he was, you know, it was three years that he was watching these gigs happening and he got onto that stage and he made it. Your, your first gig, were you nervous when you finally got the band up and running and now here it is you're presenting it to the world and it was an after party for for an avatar show. yeah <laughs> yeah i was very nervous i was very nervous yeah because this is like you know my passion and and everything that I, I was just very nervous i was like you know are people gonna even give a shit and yeah unfortunately people like actually liked it on the way out there they thought it was cool there were several people stuck around and, and were, were into it you know i didn't think that was gonna be the case you know Watching those guys in, the, in Avatar perform, you know, just right before that, it was like, wow, okay, all right, well, this is this will just be a test run, right? This will be fun. But uh, even then, it was just like, I was like, fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my first show in about seven, seven or eight years. That was my first show. So I was, even though we had plenty of practice, I was a little tense. I was a little nervous. And But I remember, I remember thinking with that show, after that show, Wow, we have a long way to go, yeah. and I'm excited because it's always. <laughs> and it's going to sound cheesy, but it's always the journey is the most exciting part. Yeah, that was something. It's, that's one thing I've learned in my life. It's always the journey. Every opportunity you make, it's it's a great feeling, but you realize it's always the journey and working your ass off to get there. It, it's just the best, the greatest feeling. So yeah. it always makes you want to want to do it over and over again. Like you know. Yeah, I remember so. thinking after that show just. During the show, it was like, oh, my God, I have so much to learn about this. I, I would, I'd like to think that we came a long way from, from oh. that. I think we have well, a long way. We, we learned uh, we had to sort of uh, not just be musicians. We had to learn a lot of business. We had to learn a lot of marketing. We had yeah. to uh, – I do cinematography. Um, so really cool. all our skills, um, we really just had to throw it all in the bucket and, and – you know, hope for the best, you know. But yeah, I was nervous. No. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. nervous. yeah, we were all nervous. <laughs> I had enough anxiety as it is. That just like made it go to 10. <laughs> uh, how has the band evolved from a, you know, your pet project being by yourself to now this new EP, Death of Cosmic, which is coming out via Napalm Records, which is a huge record label. So how has that evolved? Is it still your baby? That, that you compose most of it, or has it now become a, a group effort? Yeah, so, I mean, on the EP, for instance, those are all songs that I composed, but, for instance, I, we're getting everybody more involved, and, and the goal is to have it be more of a group effort, you know? I've got a very clear vision. I've always had it from the very beginning, you know? Uh, but I want to get everybody involved, and I want to get everybody, you know, basically, I think everyone's pulling their weight now. And, and for instance, like, we've had... 
you know, our guitarist, Eric, he's an amazing guitarist, better guitarist than myself, you know. Uh, we were able to have him play some solos on this on this EP that were fantastic. He wrote and recorded those. Those were, I, I have, those are the best solos on any of the stuff that we've had. Um, you know, Daniel's drums, like, I I just, like, let him rip, you know, and just let him go, you know, <laughs> on this on this, on this this EP. And it was like, man, he wrote some... Does this sound good, Casey? Does this sound good? Look at this crap I'm about to... <laughs> oh, no, dude. No, no, no. The You're studio right. is always a, always a blast because half the yeah. drum writing comes out in the studio just sort of improvising it. Well, but, yeah, like, I, for instance, I'll take, like, you know, like, songs that, like, they feel like they're kind of my little project or whatever, my little thing that I've got going on, and, and then I'll we'll first start with the drums, you know, and, and like, man, even just even just giving that stuff to him, and, and he'll kind of tear down some of the crap that I had programmed out, and he'll write stuff that's so much better. It's like, oh, man. That's so cool, you know. So yeah, cool. It's actually just exciting, and I think that when you're working with the right people, it's. Ex- I think you can have it be exciting. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh, like my baby is. I'm having to hand it off this thing. You know, it's like, man, it's just exciting because all these people share the same vision and they have the same idea of like where we want to go, what we want to do. So it's so yeah. But it's also like it's a very. You have to be really fragile and careful because, uh, as far as like. The writing process, like the core of the Hinayana sound, I've always said, is it's Casey, you know. But um, and we complement it, and in time we sort of blend and we learn more about it because um, it's good to. Um, it's always great to. Uh, how can I put this? It's good to collaborate with yeah. the people you have around you to, and really make that, something more than that natural sound without yeah. straying too far and building on it to progress and also feedback is always so important by, yeah. you know, from fans and like what you've mentioned a lot yeah um, so uh, yeah it's one of those things um, we we really try to, and uh, that's what I like is the consistency and how careful we are with how we choose to progress the Hinayana sound because we don't want to go too far out there um, yeah, and our getting... fans are so awesome because yeah. they've made a huge difference between Order, Order Divine, um, the first uh, you know full length, whatever, and then the transition to this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's, it's we we try to take the you know the um, uh, what the hell's the word I'm trying to oh the beer's getting to me already. Hot damn! <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, y'all I think get what it. You're trying to say. I, I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's it's really like there's a careful balance between going too crazy and you know going avant-garde experimental with mm-hmm. it or and continuing the sound of the band but developing it in a direction that you really you want to that's where you want to go you know it's where you want to you're want growing to that sound that baby yeah. you gotta nurture it and take care of it and make sure it's going the right direction <laughs> and you're being respectful to to your vision yes and absolutely yeah embracing and, and yeah it's like a flower blooming but within a vase that that encompasses your vision of the band. Yeah, see how, exactly. Yeah. See how he put it. That, yeah, well, that makes know, sense. That's why I'm the. That's, that's why I'm the dumber. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just needs to shut up and just keep playing back there. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you guys are very positive, and I and I like that. But a tougher question is: uh, you guys finally get this big release via Napalm, and then COVID hits. What was your mindset, and was there a discussion, or has it... Well, I know it's coming out now on August 28th, but has it been pushed back to that date? Yeah, so it's it's funny. You know, this this EP was actually written in uh, 2019, or, or actually was written and recorded mostly in 2019. We sat on it because we wanted it to be released the right way, you know. And uh, we had been talking with Napalm, you know, the label, and we, 
It took us a long time to get that that deal, you know. It, it's, it's you hear about the music industry and you hear about what you know. You have sometimes you have to sit on material for a long time, you know. And it's that's probably that was the most painful. We that was the worst. That was the most painful time. I think we finished <laughs> yeah. it summer of last year. We did, yeah, just about. And uh, it was kind of like, wow, you know, we have to wait even longer to really do these exciting things. But I will say, I will also say, that being said. It's exciting just to be able to release this stuff because we've been sitting on it. You know what I'm saying? So there is that trade-off. It's like, okay, like, yeah, we can't tour, man, and that sucks. We can't play these shows, you know, and that really sucks. Like, we we would be normally be touring for a release like this, but, um, hey, at least we get to release it, and we get to see mm-hmm. what, what people think of it. And we're, you know, we've had to keep this to ourselves for we've so long. We've been listening you know? <laughs> to over thousands and thousands yeah, just, of times in the past year. Like, like, well, people oh, like I really this, hope people, people like this. <laughs> <laughs> How have you guys been staying in contact with your fans? What have you been doing to keep them excited and invigorated? Yeah, so we've been we've just been trying to engage a lot more on on social media and and really trying to do more stuff that's fun, you know, for the fans. And we got a lot of stuff coming, you know. I think uh, we got some new merch that we're making right now, and you know, throwing all our resources at that is probably the best thing for us to do. And we want to do the fans a service. We're probably going to do a few giveaways and stuff, you know, have some fun with it. And, and you know, the guys at Napalm. Uh, they they have some ideas for that stuff too, which is really great too. It's really great to have a label that is kind of back you and have ideas. You know, you have a team of people. Now this is their project too. It's not only ours. You know, not all, we don't only then, have to do the thinking. Now with some of yeah. them, they can contribute to this in a positive and productive way. You know, the great great team too. Yeah, like, I don't like. There's a couple labels we've talked to over the years, and there's always this like uh, uncertainty. And with Everything so far with Napalm, it's so reassuring. It's it's so uh, comforting. And we knew we and also it's <laughs> personally it's been my dream label out of my top three labels. Napalm was the main label I, I wanted more than anything. My yeah. favorite bands are on the label, and I, it's just a dream come true. And it's it's just even more reassuring because that you know how hard they work and, and really you know down to earth they are you know so but yeah, yeah it's, it's your, exciting to answer your question yeah like you know because i go on tangents fans <laughs> you know fans and if anyone you know watching this you know just hit us up on facebook man we love hearing from our fans it's our oh. favorite thing sometimes that literally like makes our day of just someone reaching out to us saying hey i love your guys's music you know, I listen to this, yada, 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 and, and you know, this is really great. Think, you know, yeah, you know, keep up the good work or whatever, and we're just like, I made my day. Oh, know? yeah. That yeah. just made the whole day. Like, and I can go to work, and I'm happy, you know. <laughs> yeah, we came, like, what, uh, four years ago. Two, I joined the band in May of 2016. 16. 16, yeah, 2016, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember, like, how exciting it was. Just for the first few months... We had like 200 people that, <laughs> that knew of us, maybe likes, Facebook likes, our friends that yeah. liked our page. <laughs> Didn't even like, probably listen to it. Yes. And, and so it's, and it's so exciting and it does not wear off. You know, it's no. like, and it's important to like, you know, to, uh, to always appreciate that because, uh, you know, it's, it's going to sound stupid, but there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, uh, the, the more successful or I'm not saying we're, how am I trying to say this? The more, the further, you know. The better you things, down, you yeah. know, yeah, people lose sight of all the excitement. And it's like every single day I wake up, the time I go to bed, it's hard to go to sleep still every night because I'm so I'm so blessed and, and proud and happy, you know, so I don't take it for granted. Not not for a second, you know, 
Glad that took me three hours to take that. <laughs> Put that out there. It's the beer, I promise. <laughs> if you guys could, if, if the world was still back in order, what would be the perfect dream tour for you guys to launch this record on? Oh, man. Oh, you don't want to ask me. I'm going to say okay. bands you don't want to. <laughs> okay. Let's think. Let's think. So bands, I mean, I, you know, a band that I've, I've been obsessed with for a long time, Amorphous. Oh, yeah. Touring with Amorphous. Love Amorphous. Uh, the guys in Wolfheart, you know, they're nothing but friendly and, like, absolute icons in my view, you know. Uh, Tomas is, you know, um, just an amazing musician and someone who, again, inspired me to even start the band, you know, just the multi-instrumentalist. So let's see. That's for me. Dude, you know, he is my such opinion. a freaking cool dude. Like uh, one of these oh, days, man. one of my biggest bands that I, I've loved for the past decade and a half. You know, Catatonia. Yeah, touring with those guys. I've been an amazing band. Yeah, you're saying with. all the bands that I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, never mind. I don't know. Why I made that comment earlier. He's saying all the bands that I, would I would be, be saying. That would be like a dream tour. You know, that would be a dream. Tour. Those are like that's like up here for me. Yeah, these are all great bands. And uh, two of us is an uh, amazing human and a Vox and Hops alumni. So shout out 100%. Holy <laughs> Great dude. Take me to your worst day on tour. Oh, man. Yeah, that was probably when, uh, for me personally, that was probably when I broke a string in, in Corpus. And then I went and grabbed. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were playing a show in Corpus Christi here in Texas. And uh, was I broke a string in the first on the very first song. And uh, then the second, I go and grab the guitar, the backup. The backup's got a Floyd Rose on it. Floyd Rose, it's out of tune. <laughs> I can't adjust it with the adjusters. <laughs> There's no other backup. I had to play <laughs> really hard so nobody would hear Casey. <laughs> oh, the shame. Yeah, and then after that, like, the, my wireless unit, it, the strap was different than the other one, so it was much thinner, so, like, it fell off, so it was dangling down. I'm trying oh, to play. I remember that. I'm, trying, I'm having to avoid, you know, hitting the, the, those, that one string, you know, that's out of tune the entire I'm trying to, you know, think and do vocals in that was very stressful. That was probably yeah. one of the worst moments on stage for me. That was just, I just felt like shit. But that. the fans, like, they had a great yeah, time. Was, like, they, there was a few people who said, that, oh, I saw Everything's that, falling apart I on I saw stage. your wireless unit fall, and you just kept going. The string break, it's like, oh, I was like, man, I'm glad that, you know, at least musicians saw that and was like, hey, man, you know, at least you kept playing. Because <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> can I, can I, can I add something to this? Oh, God. So one of the scariest moments... Is um, we played a show with uh, with Wolf Hart and Morse Principia Mass, yeah, Crack Ingren. and um, so I was like, uh, the sound guy was like, okay, are you cool with with playing on the um, you know the backline kit? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, awesome, I'm get to share the kit with with all the the big you know, big cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jonas from from uh, Wolf Hart, like, I'm like a huge fan of him. So I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking. Oh man, I got to be careful on this. It's a rental kit, but I'm like, I got to be careful on this kit. So I'm playing, and all of a sudden, the left rack, the rack tom, like, so the mounts were upside down, and I, I guess I hit the the tom too hard, and the drum fell, and I caught it. So I had to finish the whole song like this, but I didn't want to take it out and put it in. Like I didn't want to scratch it. So I played the whole rest of the song holding the tom, and then he comes up and, and helps me out. I felt so because I didn't want to scratch his. I thought yeah, it was his drum yeah. set, and then I'm like. Oh, it's it's a rental kit, and he's like, "Yeah, it's fine." And I'm like, <laughs> I, "But I felt so stupid because I'm holding the rack, Tom, and trying to play everything with the three limbs I have left." You know. Anyways, that was oh, man. that was a scary. But I, I remember that. Off, I know. almost forgot about that. that I was, was like, like "Oh no, I'm gonna ruin everything." <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. Whatever. It was it was fun. That's fun stories. Uh, if you can make a Hinayana craft beer, 
what would it be called and what style would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe something playing off the name of the of the band, you know, Lesser Path, something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, man. I feel like we'd come up with a pretty cool name, but it would take a while to really... Uh, <laughs> Let's Lesser see. Path IPA. I don't know. <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some with some strange rare hops because it's a lesser path. Something like that. That would be cool. Cool. Very cool. cool. Hey, maybe that's it'll a, happen. That's a good question. Days. That's a that is a very good question. I actually want to think about that one for a good while. I like it when bands make their own beer. I think it's. Cool. Oh yeah, no. I think it's very Deftones, cool. Behemoth. Like. I, I want to go. One of my things is I want to be able to try all the beers out there from these different bands that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, just if, if I can get a hold of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be very cool. <laughs> when you go on tour, go to Three Floyds. They make a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, one last question: What is your guys's hangover cure? Oh man, I'll let you start. Oh, you go. <laughs> Mine is oh. Bill Miller breakfast tacos, egg potato breakfast tacos. That always fuck. That always cures me. It like just it's perfect. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I have a little bit of an obsession with that place down here. <laughs> Oh, you. man, that was a short answer. <laughs> Make it longer. I'm still thinking. No, you got What do you do, man? Oh, man. So Some watermelon? I, I don't... <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I'm actually, for the most part, lucky. I don't get hangovers too often. But when I do... <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Um, I... Uh, God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm being honest, okay? <laughs> I, I'm an idiot, so I don't know what I should drink. I don't always drink water before I drink beer. Or, like, you know, everyone says, oh, drink water so you don't have a hangover. So <laughs> when it's too late and I have the hangover, I, um, I'll take a hot bath. <laughs> I'll take a hot bath. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, no, it's, it's relaxing. <laughs> and I'll... Um, I'll I guess I'll listen to uh <laughs> I'll listen to ambient sounds on YouTube for eight hours what, straight. A- ASMR, like your ASMR. ASMR. Videos. Don't say that. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say this. Uh, <laughs> or I'll watch Tim and Eric or something. About his ASMR videos. He's been no, it's lately. so peaceful, like Yeah. Oh man, like <laughs> I gotta I got, you know, I, I I turn into a woman, and it's my time. The erotic, the erotic ASMR sounds is what gets. No, you. it's not erotic. I don't watch, watch the erotic ones. I don't. Oh man, <laughs> doesn't watch those. Ones. No, but anything peaceful because I'm always on edge. So when I have a hangover, it's like that oh, makes I gotta sense. relax, and I'm definitely not gonna work when I have yeah. a hangover. I just can't do it. I'm a pansy. That is the first time someone says has told me they take a hot bath. Hey, I'm just being honest. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. And, and and I have heard that ASMR is very relaxing. I yeah. yeah. That's been sense. my past three nights. <laughs> Light a candle. Oh, she says. Yeah, so, so, some some people like the sounds and stuff. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the nails. They'll do like the on the books. I'm like, oh, that's. that's it's so magical. I, I so I'm so new to this stuff. stuff is I'm weird, like, man. I don't know. I don't think it's weird. <laughs> I think it's soothing. <laughs> just imagine the people that are content creators. Yeah, we, we just lost about half of our fans because of the freaking bubble bath comment I made. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Death of Cosmic EP via Napalm Records. You guys should go check it out. I'm going to check it out. Uh, thank you, Casey, Daniel, taking some time to uh, drink drink some beer with craft beer with me and a Lone Star. And uh, 
Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, boys. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, brother. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Seriously. We really Thank appreciate you. it. It was fun. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a great, great time hanging out with Casey and Daniel. Really cool, funny dudes. Uh, I swear that is my top hangover cure yet. Uh, Thank you for being so honest, Daniel. I absolutely love that. You guys should go check out Death of the Cosmic, the new Hinayana EP that just dropped last week via Napalm Records. It's a great EP. Go check it out. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will be back at you next week with two more episodes. And don't forget this episode was brought to you by Sound Talent Media. Until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.